and get the job done. All right, welcome to the War Report, everybody. I'm your host, Cyrus. Uh, Super Tuesday and AEW Wednesdays. I think this is the end of the Monday Night Wars with, I mean, not the Monday Night Wars, <laughs> the Wednesday Night Wars with uh, shows doing fairly normal, uh, separated from each other, not really improving or increasing in numbers. So that's the ratings talk. No more ratings talk for the rest of the uh, as long as this podcast goes on, but I am joined by a special guest, two of them. I don't really know much about uh, Canadian uh, <laughs> Canadian independence, but we'll probably get into that uh, once we come back for spot callers. But Erica and the Green Phantom. Hey. <laughs> hey What's up, brother? Hey. Um, <laughs> First, first things first, uh, we're not too familiar with each other, but I just need to know the backstory on one thing. Right. Why did you guys do a pile driver out in the snow onto a table? <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, that was that, that, that was a, a, quite the party night. You know? <laughs> I, I, I saw that video and I thought that was something really incredible. And I, I was surprised when... Uh, Erica just hit me up on Instagram was just like, I would love to talk about wrestling. <laughs> just hit me up whenever I would love to talk about wrestling. It just shows a, a, a hardcore wrestler's frame of mind and how it was a, a, gons, a godsend. I'm walking down this, or we're walking down the street in, in the middle of, or the early hours of the morning, the middle of the night, and uh, just come upon this uh, set up folding table. And it's like, well, well what are we going to do with it? It's there by itself, doing nothing. Of course, in my frame of mind, hey, babe, let's break it, and uh, <laughs> we did. The very nice man tried to gesture you guys off, and no he what we're gonna do. He had no idea what's coming. Yeah, we approached like two strangers. We're like, hey, can you film this fast? Fast. It was six o'clock in the morning. They're like, uh, okay. They had no idea what was about to happen. Security, street security came after us, and then we ran away. If you're listening and wondering what this is, if you go on Disco Dad 99 on Twitter, it's my it's yes. my pin. You can see this video of a poor innocent girl getting her head smashed through a table. And I just really love the security guard. Just like watching you guys do it, and then he sees the table's broken. And he's just like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> just really gave him, up on everything. I tried to tell him, "Oh, don't worry, we're professional wrestlers. We're speaking to him in French," and and he basically said it in French. I don't care about you guys. What about my fucking table? <laughs> Direction. That's fantastic. And yeah, if you find yourself in well, Canada, wait. you go through a table. Me? Oh, I'll die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two uh, two spinal body. surgeries. I'm I'm out of there. Both of you guys are professional wrestlers. I I didn't know that. No, no. So so green fat. Okay. Years wrestler been doing it 20 years uh the canadian table breaker uh a legend of the canadian hardcore style i'm just a fangirl <laughs> 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 <I'm> a groupie <laughs> <laughs> 
not not uh what's the mean wrestling term that uh i think uh we're starting with ring rat not we're no ring rats here very respectable individual here (laughs) well before the covid i had started uh with with one of the the bigger canadian independent wrestling companies the iws uh international wrestling Mm -hmm. we had started doing some backstage segments meet another girl and then just as it was getting big coronavirus killed all things that were fun so keep an eye out that's going to be coming back eventually one day yeah <laughs> uh, a, a lot of the uh a lot of the independents are coming back i saw a lot of gcw shows uh they just rescheduled everything that was supposed to happen at wrestle uh mania weekend they just moved all those shows over so the independence is back Kind of. You still can't, like, some of the GCW stuff, for example, like, we were really going to see uh, Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. And as far as I know, they they haven't rebooked that match. Oh, I don't think Suzuki is coming to America anytime soon. (laughs) And I don't think... No, 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 like, offense, but it's like this this, this huge bonfire going on, and you you don't want to run towards it. We kind of want to run away from it. Yeah, and that's what pro wrestling really is looking at, uh, looking like right now. And speaking of fans just being out there, we'll we'll get into the AEW talk. And what I want to start out with is people saw that Brock Lesnar is a free agent now and started yeah. freaking out. And everybody started saying, what if he went to AEW? I don't think it's happening. No way, dude. He no. doesn't give a shit. He doesn't even like wrestling, really. He's, he's <laughs> a total money guy. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like wrestling. He has tons of money. He wants to go in, the, yeah. in, in on his on his ranch and hunt and shit. He doesn't want to do wrestling at all, man. And I, I really doubt he would want to do wrestling in this era. The you know the COVID era just putting himself at risk and I he is immune compromised I uh, believe like uh, the stomach thing from way back that yeah he's not he's not throwing up he doesn't give a shit he is way too rich and way too comfortable (laughs) could you imagine a guy like Brock Lesnar trying to fight like the AEW roster like in a in a match with an Orange Cassidy he would never agree to even like any of these guys. And that's what I want to ask you. If Brock Lesnar were to show up, <laughs> who would you want to see? I have several dream matches already, but I just want to hear your guys' thoughts. Well, I just mentioned him. It would be really cool to see him like wrestle Suzuki or something. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar? Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, but if he joined the AEW roster? But if he joined the AEW roster, uh, I don't know, man. I, I I always, I mean, first off, like you, you I, I, he doesn't respect the business enough to like want to even sell for a second for a guy like Orange Cassidy. Like mm. he he just, would, <laughs> you know, uh, like you know the, the, this whole you just mentioned it like this whole uh, this age of wrestling like the the indie mm-hmm. style like, whether it be a Joey Ryan or or whatever you that, that style like going that you have to be on the joke. He's he's not into that style at all. I mean, and, and you can't blame him because his whole gimmick is being the real motherfucker. I mean, in the UFC and the NCAA wrestling, like his whole gimmick is being the real guy that could beat you up. So of course he doesn't want to sell to some bullshit. I mean, like Ken Shamrock went there with Joey Ryan because Ken Shamrock 
doesn't have oh. nearly the amount of money that Brock Lesnar has. It's not well, nearly. I don't think uh, Ken Shamrock really has anything to prove anymore, honestly. So yeah. I think he he's seeing where the wrestling business is going, and he's just like, let me just join in on the fun because you know he he did his time uh, during the Attitude Era. Attitude Era. He doesn't really have anything to prove, so you know he can more or less quote unquote like afford to like just have a match with like. Uh, an Orange Cassidy or a Joey Ryan or just uh, do the stuff that he's been doing in Impact, I believe now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if if a, uh, Brock Lesnar were to show up to AEW, I would love to see him and Brody Lee. That would be fra- fantastic. Lance Archer would be fantastic. That could uh, work. Yeah. Uh, more, more of the bigger guys. I know everybody's a big fan of Wardlow, so everybody would probably really rock with that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, they call it the F10. I'm, I'm sure Brock Lesnar will uh, chuckle at that, and then probably have a barn burner seven minute match with <laughs> with Warlow. I'm not the. I don't. I don't necessarily see it with Warlow, but everybody likes him, so I'm happy for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. It, it couldn't hurt anybody to watch it. Um, NXT UK uh, showed off its new set. Looks better than what they were uh, at before. And I'm glad that they're not having a weird COVID era situation where they're just in some weird spot for a couple months and then go somewhere completely different, similar to the Thunderdome. So... When NXT comes back in, I believe, in two weeks, uh, I'll be excited to see that. Thunderdome 2? No, they're, they're not doing the Thunderdome, but I believe it's similar to how they have like their uh, the M-Way. They got another building in the UK. I'm not familiar with what the building is, but it's all theirs. <laughs> and it, it looks really uh, great. I'm... I can't wait to see what it looks like when NXT UK comes back in a couple weeks. They've been bigging up a lot of uh, uh, Dragonoff and uh, Walter stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that goes and do some course correcting because I remember Finn was supposed to show up at NXT UK before COVID did the thing. But praying that he'll be NXT champion, they don't really have to do that unless they do like a Worlds Collide or something. But that's that. And Renee Young did an interview this week. And she says she has a 90-day, a sort of like a 90-day no-compete clause. Yeah. But she says she would like to show up at AEW. Yeah. Does does AEW necessarily need Renee Young? No. Uh, yes. You think so? Yes. Because Renee Young is so polished. She's really, really good at her job. And mm-hmm. AEW is so desperate for, <laughs> for some polished female contribution. I think they really miss the mark on everything that has to do with women in that company. And I'm yes. a huge, huge, huge fan of women's wrestling. And I think that's what WWE kind of does pretty well. And that's where AEW is really missing the mark every single week. If they can get someone like Renee Young on their roster, you know, giving commentary and doing talk shows the way she was doing with WWE. Ooh, commentary would be really nice for her. 
that I think it would be great. I think it would be great for her and it would be great for the brand. AEW is desperate for but, 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 a polished woman. But but the one thing they don't they're not short on is commentary. They don't, they have so much good commentary. They don't, they don't, I don't think they need but you're right, they, they need more of a female presence. Yeah, mm-hmm. something for her. If they could find something for everyone back there, I'm pretty sure they can give someone who's worthy of the position a position. Yeah, when she necessarily said that she would, you know, maybe like to work for AEW, I was just like, does Renee need, like, Renee doesn't need to go back to being a uh, backstage presence, you know? Like, I think she's done such an amazing job in WWE doing like talking smack, raw talk, Mm -hmm. the uh, pre shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, commentary would, uh, commentary would be a nice spot. Um, I know they're not going to get rid of Jim Ross, but as Gravani, uh, Excalibur, and sometimes Jericho, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess a female presence would be nice, but I wouldn't know who I'd get, ri- get rid of. Jim Ross. I Please Jim Ross. <laughs> Jim Ross and Tony Sh- at this point. He doesn't even know the, the female wrestlers' names. He mixes uh, them like up. His- I like. I kind of like his slip ups. There's something about it. It makes it like it. it, it it's funny. It, it's like that's it, just what it is. <laughs> and sometimes I swear, like they, he makes fun of it himself. Like he's he's doing it on purpose. Sometimes you know he's mildly charming. And, and, and now mildly. And, and like and and but I, I think sometimes people are a little too hard on him. Example: the the Jungle Boy Jack Jack Perry thing. Uh, oh, I mean, that's his thing. Maybe maybe in, in WWE, okay, his name's Jungle Boy. That's it. But because it's kind of an indie thing, I don't. The, it tells him something different almost every time. But close enough to you, it's it's all him, and I, I really have no problem with it. I actually like it better, you know, Jungle Boy or Jack Perry or, or Jungle Jack or yeah. whatever he says. You know, I I like that. <laughs> I, I really don't think it's, yeah. it's a fucking thing. You will, you know? When Jim Ross kind of like flips the like stole cold steve austin thing and he does like the freshly squeezed orange cassidy jungle uh jungle boy jack perry like i do like that but my (laughs) that is like one of the shining things in a like turd that is like jim ross on commentary it it only sounds good because of the alliteration because otherwise jim ross bringing much He's bringing nostalgia to the table. People yes, like listening to his, his voice. voice. Yeah, I like his voice. But I. But he's not saying anything. That, that's you're right. You're I, right. He's not saying. Anything. I think the mistake here is that AEW is supposed to be this fresh alternative to the other guy, and they went and get one of the most iconic voices from the other guy. <laughs> I think that's where they're making the mistake, and that's where a Renee Young would work in that spot. It's fresh. It's new. It's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although WWE did use Renee Young, but yes, it, it would be something fresh. Like I think Jim Ross should just—I think he's a good t- talent scout, more or less. But I don't know, commentary really isn't his thing. Like I think he lost it. Well, I when I started it. watching oh, wrestling again. Yeah, I think as a society, we've progressed past the need for Jim Ross on commentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think uh, after the first May Young Classic, I was just like, yeah, he, he don't got it anymore. No. <laughs> but if Renee Young were to go to AEW, commentary would be nice. Probably, uh, 
if they would do uh whenever they have their third show that they always talk about maybe she's a face on there but i'm open to whatever <laughs> yeah i'm i'm open to whatever i think renee young is great but like she also says in the interview that people thought that she was like she's good enough to like pass wrestling and i i do think that like i think she is like an espn you know fox sports like Totally. Yeah. You know what? That's I what I really think. That. If she does that 10 times better for her. Yeah. yeah and then she, in the interview, she was just like, oh, I'm surprised people see me in that trajectory. And I was just like, you're amazing at your job. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she's Canadian. So you know she's really good. Yeah. So she's been covering a lot of hockey uh, on her Twitter. So if she wanted to do uh you know some sports shows uh, talking about hockey, like uh, Charlie Caruso talks about basketball every uh, every now and then on ESPN. I don't know which show. I don't really watch. Uh, all for it. But if she does go to AEW, eh, it is what it is. I I know she's gonna go to AEW when I see the talk is Jericho interview, and that's why I'm just like, yeah, that's yeah. that's where it starts. <laughs> Also, the AEW is is their their brand, and and also would be helpful for for her, which is mm-hmm. a reason why a lot of the wrestlers like it is schedule and, uh, and oh yeah and and input like like if she goes there she'll have freedom you know to, to almost do whatever she will, kind of wants to do you know she won't be four fed stuff won't be on a strict schedule like WWE so. She she would welcome that and could just come in and out like make a guest spot here and there. You know? mm-hmm. uh, AEW has gone back to live tapings, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. then I, I I'm not too familiar with the AEW schedule, but she in the interview as well. She also like said she had like a huge problem with like traveling back and forth between Vegas and um v- Vegas and to Orlando uh, for WWE, but. Moxley seems fine. He does all his pre, uh, you know, his pre-tape stuff, and he shows up when he uh, when he needs to. And for Renee Young, it could be, you know, she could show up like a lot less, you know. So surely, I think it could work in her schedule, and she's going to be doing her. Hopefully, she will be doing a, a tour for her book or her cookbook. That'd be something. But um, I wish Renee Young the best. And now we're, we're going to get into AEW this week. I was very disappointed when I turned on AEW this week and I saw the best friends having a match. Not the biggest fan of the best friends, but I'm very glad that uh, Pride and Powerful got a finally got a win. Uh, I think this is kind of a trajectory into a number one contendership. I hope, possibly, because. For LAX, those guys for the yes, yeah. Well, what are they I, called? Pride, uh, and, Pride powerful. and Powerful. Proud I didn't know. I didn't know that was their official name. I just <laughs> yeah. Um, Santana Ortiz. Okay. Yeah, they they often just like say their name outright, but yeah, uh, Pride and Powerful. Um, yeah. I've yeah, had a like. It was a good. It was a decent match. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a good heel ending there with the, the pipe to the back. And there were there were some some decent spots. Uh, I, mean, I, I I was like a, a bit of hardcore, so I like uh, old Chuck. Yeah, same. Taking repairs and whatnot. A very safe, easy bump. It looks looks kind of cool. I mean, the best friends. I mean, for me, I, I like kind of gimmicky stuff. 
Um, and the fact that for me, we were even talking about this, that's the, the, one of the best reasons ever to have a match. You fucked with my mom, man. You fucked with my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was one of the best reasons ever to have a match. And, it, and I, I always liked their, you know, their, their in-ring hug and stuff. I, I really enjoyed that shit. So. <laughs> uh, pride Power, yeah, Pride and Power for wins, but surely they will still be, uh, hopefully the best friends will still be getting revenge for the van that yeah. they uh, destroyed a couple weeks back. But oh, I'm excited for uh, Pride and Powerful to have a win. I had an issue with them just kind of being the only official tag team within the inner circle and not getting any wins. But L Sex Gods would win every single match that they like had. And I kind of I get it because Jericho was the champion at the time mm-hmm. when uh when Les Sex Gods would have a match. So I get it, but I- I'm glad to see Pride and Powerful really come together. Uh and yeah, finally start moving like, forward. They they kind of, you know, make themselves not make themselves, but AEW kind of like is the tag team show and mm-hmm. Pride, Pride Proud and powerful. Oh my god, am I even saying it right? I can't even speak. Pride <laughs> you know, like they're part of the inner circle, which is like this huge, you know, it's basically with the biggest stable in the show, and their main mm-hmm. can't catch a win. Like you totally have a, a point, you know. Meanwhile, all these other guys are like being pushed to all, you know, so much yeah. and for like no reason almost. And, and people that aren't even necessarily teams and Recently, they merged tag teams with uh, with Lucha Bros and Butcher and the Blade, and I was God, just like, so unnecessary. You're so why are you why are you merging the teams? <laughs> I, I don't tag teams. Wait till you see this. It, it's a all, bigger tag team. They're <laughs> tag team wrestling, man. The AW that that's they said it from the beginning. I, that's one thing I got to respect is that they're on message. Mm-hmm. You know, they said tag team wrestling is going to be the the main thing and it really is, you know, it's like it, yeah. every, every show starts off with a tag match and, uh, you know, there's a, a couple other tag matches within the show as well. All, all, yeah. On this show, there's three tag team focused segments on the show. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. AEW is like very tag team, uh, tag team centric. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when, uh, they had, the tag team appreciation night uh not too long ago but <laughs> a- aew has always been the tag team appreciation show every yeah. every night and, and for, for us the most compelling stories a storyline well maybe exception of the uh, orange cassidy because i love him and jericho is just hilarious but uh it, 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 it is the tag team's vision like the most compelling storyline <laughs> like the old hangman and omega thing is just fantastic the, how they were playing at FTR and the Bucks for a little bit. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on there. I, I really like the the, the, the slow burn storylines that they're getting. Yeah. And, and speaking of the Bucks, since Hangman Page cost them uh, the win to advance in the tag team gauntlet, the Young Bucks are serious now. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 all, no. they're all business. They're all business and mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. off, uh, didn't shake hands. Didn't, weren't, weren't all facey. Didn't pose. <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't pose. It's good. It's slow burn psychology. It's smart. I I like it. Weird because because people give them give them a hard time. You know, spot monkey stuff, which is mm-hmm. the, the exact opposite of that. It's like the 
the, 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 the like instant gratification stuff. So it isn't slow burn, but they're, they're like, they're like fast burn on the inside of the ring and slow burn on the outside of the ring, you know? And, and it's really brilliant when they can bring those together, which they, which they did a little bit a couple weeks ago when they had the, the, they they were teamed up with FTR and then they were, they were doing each other's finishing moves with the, the other, yeah, the other really cool. team. You know, so it's like, again, it's that slow burn outside the ring and they're really fast inside the ring, but they mingled them together, which I find is fantastic. Yeah. And now now that they're serious, they wrestle a lot. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot different, but they do wrestle differently. So mm. uh, I, I think they're starting to move away or I think they deserve the spot monkey uh, criticism a little bit less if they, yeah, if they keep right. this up. Because I, I didn't see a lot of the spot stuff in this match. Yeah, they're, 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 there's they always have like some some shiny spots, always, always, always. But but you're right about that. It, it has they've had they've re, they reined it in a little bit, and uh, I really believe that's because of uh, a presence of a Jericho and a Cody, and even you know with Arn Anderson and whatever Tully there, you know all these old older school guys with success. Mm-hmm. Effect. Even a Jim Ross, just being around these people, it, it rubs off and. Because a few weeks ago, I guess by now it's a few months ago, but there was uh, a story about Jericho let, let, let like the locker room have it, uh, talk about this tag team psychology, you know, he mm-hmm. everyone and dissed it out. And really, since then, it's improved tremendously. Like, uh, so, sometimes I, I mean, unfortunately, because it's not so polished, you see, as you know, as a worker, you see some botches in there, and oh, yeah. you see that the ref has been instructed to keep. The shit straight, and I, I caught it a couple of times where the wrestler, um, and it, it was a botch that the wrestler uh, thought like wanted wanted to go on a pin, and the rest said no, you you were you're not the legal man, and and they actually went out and tagged and came back in, and 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 the reason yeah. it, it was a fuck up because it, it's not like the other guy came in, no, he just tagged it and went and pinned him again like right away, but it was silly anyway. <laughs> it, it, like uh. Yeah, that that's when uh, the Lucha Bros were really getting that crit, uh, criticism. Yeah. yeah, that criticism about like them not uh, what is it, not holding on to the ropes. Like they they're really just in and out, which is kind of how it is uh, for a lot of Lucha matches. Like there isn't a lot of tags. Yeah, um, in and out. It's the, the 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 tornado rules. You know. Yeah. Among the guys out. Which, yeah. Well, you know, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, Erica. I'm here. I'm listening. This is a great conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no thought. Uh, no thoughts on the uh, on the Bucks in this match. Well, they get the win, and it will be Young Bucks versus Jungle Express uh, on All Out. Which this match had a weird stipulation, but I thought the match was cool. What is the stipulation? Like, what are they? Are so, they something like what are they? Okay. For? So I thought I thought it was weird as well. So I had to ask Twitter, but it's an eight man tag. And whoever wins the match will face their tag team partner. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what? What do the Bucks like? If the Bucks win, what do they get out of it? Or if Jungle Express a match, (laughs) a match against the Young Bucks, a match against the Jungle Express. That's what they earned. They basically earned a spot on the card. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I, I. didn't catch it at first, so when it was told to me, I thought it was super silly. Yeah. <laughs> they could have just booked the match yeah. and then did it. Yeah, 
those See, things. but this is where AEW kind of, I think they miss, you know, like here's this match that's on the main card that we're kind of trying to figure out why. And then you've got Britt Baker and Big Swole who have a tooth and nail match. You know, they, they make a whole thing. Whatever match. that is. <laughs> main card. Like that's where they really fucking miss, you know? <laughs> We're, 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 we're going to talk about that once we get to the all-out card, but right. we're, we're going to get into the uh, the FTR segment with uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. And Hangman Page looks like he hasn't slept in weeks. I love this storyline. The drama, like the slow-burning days of our lives. <laughs> like that's what I love about wrestling is when it's so ridiculous, it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's great, you know? Hangman has kind of gotten himself into a position where he's alone now, you know? He thought FTR was going to be his friends, and they've turned on him mm-hmm. too. Penny's turned on him. He's the lonesome cowboy. It's so romantic. Like, I love, <laughs> I love it. I'm so, so invested. And I'm hoping that Kenny and Hangman will somehow work through this. Oh, no, 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 no. I know everybody wants to see the match between them, but I love them together so much, the way they, like, they're like, I don't know, rough and like Kenny's like a soft, nice Christian boy. <laughs> with <laughs> I, the I, hard I, drinker. I think there's so much more to do with them together than apart, but Yes, I, I do agree with that. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree with that. And something that's very interesting about this segment is that Hangman Page doesn't even speak. He hasn't said anything in weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. I like that a lot. Um, like, if, his presence is enough to... He, he's really making a name for himself. I, I think he's a future yeah. champion in AEW. Yes, and I think this is working a lot better for him than when they were, like, sort of just shoehorning him into the AEW championship when they first started. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really believed in Hey Man Phase. Nobody really wanted to, like... Well, nobody really even believed in him. And I think it, it really did turn around for this tag team. And it's kind of crazy that everybody wants to see it break up. But I understand. Um, it it just seems like it's going to happen at any point. So everybody's just like, yeah, it's going to happen. But, so tense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think ever since, ever since winning the tag titles, I just think him and Kenny Omega has been really great uh, together. And I think this whole storyline just with them feuding with the elite and not being in the elite has worked wonders for him. It's so good. Yeah. And like, it's so believable. Like they're so in sync with each other, like Penny and Adam. Mm-hmm. Like I believe it with all my heart that they're in like a real fight. <laughs> you know? And, and it's, it's very rare in wrestling that you get subtle makeup. It's either like paint, <laughs> you know, like ultimate warrior or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and now with Adam Pages, there's just a subtle under the eyes to make him look like he's yeah. <laughs> drunk or whatever, is tired. It's super rare you get subtle makeup in wrestling. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, also, ju- just something I wanted to note here. Um, Tully Blanchard with, uh, with FTR. Yeah. I think Tully Blanchard is doing wonders with FTR. Why? Why couldn't he do anything with Sean Spears? <laughs> I like Sean Spears, but he's like fun for five minutes and then he gets bland. Yeah, I, I'm just like, why doesn't it work? I don't know. I, there's something about it. 
don't know. He, he, like and today or on on uh, on the last yesterday's show, he when he when he came out, you know, I don't know if you watched it. He, he came out, he walked mm-hmm. across the page. I was like, what the hell is he doing here? It just didn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> then he kind of made out with the big uh, the casino brawl or whatever it is. Yeah. But, uh, it just it doesn't do it for me. I mean, I'm 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 happy that he's a good Canadian boy, but uh, I don't know. He has skills, no doubt. But yeah, I guess he's but, the compelling thing for me. But for me, when uh, before they came out and did the segment with Hangman Page and Kenny, when Tully Blanchard was just doing the promo with the revival. I mean, <laughs> with FTR, my fault. Um, I believed it. Like I, I thought he was a stellar promo, and I was just like, "How come you could have, you never did anything remotely as good as this with Sean Spears?" And I just thought that was like super weird. Maybe he just really believes in FTR more than Sean Spears. I mean, FTR, <laughs> FTR is hot yeah, right now, yeah, you know. And, 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 and Sean yeah. Spears is like, what was he in WWE? Tyson Kidd? Yeah. No, he was Ty Dillinger. He oh, was the ten guy. guy. They're literally all the same to me, like these bland white guys. But that's <laughs> it. Like FTR is hot right now. I think Tully Blanchard just really believes in them a lot more. And and, and full kayfabe, but also shoot, Tully Blanchard is a tag team specialist. He's not that a single guy, right? So it makes sense. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. He was single, man. I didn't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> if Sean Spears had found a tag team partner, then it would have worked. <laughs> Which... That was an angle that they did run for uh, some time. Uh, Sean Spears was just taking applications on Twitter yeah, for yeah. a tag team partner, and it went yeah, nowhere. And because he never got one, uh, Tully moved on. <laughs> yeah, Tully Benz was just like, well, fuck it. But um, we're, we're going to go on to the next segment, which I thought was super weird. Um, the preview to the, battle, uh, the Casino Battle Royale that will be happening uh, this week at All, uh, All Out. Everybody just comes in and fights. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, fights. I remember, I remember telling Erica this: like, usually that's the that's the end of a show, you know, like the schmoz, yeah, the end. And this it was just a commercial break or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and they they have it in the picture in the picture, and then like guys slowly just start clearing out, and I was just like, but for why? <laughs> that was the like, one time they couldn't have went picture in picture, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was a legit like battle royale so i was just like why isn't excalibur or jim ross telling me who's getting eliminated or not this is very hard to follow and it was just like this is what you're gonna see on sun uh saturday and i was just like why do this now <laughs> I, 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 i'm really happy to see eddie kingston in there I, I, yes you guys see a lot of him out there i know he uh, did some nwa tour but uh but back in my earlier days of wrestling, we hung out a bit. We came, we even came up here to Canada. I'm really happy that guy could talk a, a mile. Yeah, uh, they they have him, and I think he's an amazing speaker. But as far as being this, uh, like the voice for whatever his stable is currently called, uh, yeah, with uh, just, just a group of <laughs> tag teams for some reason, but um. I, I hope he still is a wrestler and isn't just on the mic because I do think he is a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, I think uh, Eddie Kingston is fantastic. Yeah. But um, unfortunate, a lot of the audience and even the other day when he came in his shirt, like he he doesn't he doesn't go to the gym much. You know, I mean, not that, <laughs> that's fine. 
it doesn't take away for me believability, you know, and marketability. But th there's there's certain elements that that do think that a lot, you know, that that it, you need to look more of the part. He, mm -hmm. he he talks it, and his face definitely looks it. Sometimes his body not so much. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I love the guy, and and his skill is is phenomenal. You know, I mean that that's yeah. That, the reason he's not he didn't go to WWE is because of of his that look. I mean, uh, I, I remember Mike Quackenbush was pretty pretty upset at him. He was pretty angry at uh, at at Kingston because he he got him on his tryout. You know, after a while, but did he have the physique? And he showed up not in the shape that he at least said he would get into or whatever. Or, or uh, no, nowhere near what WWE was looking for. You know, which is because I mean. You get you get a guy like Kevin Steen, but that's like that's a, that's a once in a generation type of talent that yeah. can get by without that look. Everyone else, they, they have that look. If you don't have it, they don't want to give you a, a second look. Yeah, and uh, same with um, Keith Lee. Like I, I think they like they have like the special physiques. I will say, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I I guess. You know, he just wasn't the physique that they were looking for. But I think he's I think he's stellar on the AEW roster. Hopefully they don't just, you know, keep him in the speaking role. Um, I think he's a phenomenal wrestler. So hopefully yeah. we, we get to see him back in the ring soon. Hopefully uh challenger Brody Lee or something. Like I definitely think him and his stable is I don't think they're as big as the Dark Order, but yeah. Surely they can give him a run for their money. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, actually, you're going to see him because I think he's in that Casino Battle Royal. It's not just his team. I think he's. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he, they mentioned something like that. Like they're a, they're a quarter of it because it's like there's 20 men and they're they're five. Oh, okay. So um, I I, I didn't see him scrapping that. in the brawl, so I was like uh, scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it, obviously, it won't be much wrestling. I mean, it, uh, most of the battle world is just a punch kick. Yeah. You know? But you know, AEW because of because of their their indie um, experimentation, if you will call it that, you, you, you <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get a unique spot or two for sure. Something that you yeah. There's always something neat that happens. Like oh, this move onto a bunch of guys or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. It it should it should be something interesting, like um, similar to the casino uh, ladder match that happened at uh, Double or Nothing. That, yeah. was, that was a very unique match. Um, but now we're we're gonna get into the women's match here, which probably the longest women's match that has been on AEW in a very long time. <laughs> uh, no uh, comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. It's like. Um, it's like how many times can we say the same thing? You know, like oh great, another yeah. ninety second match, awesome. Th Thunder Rosa came out with um, damn, I don't have her opponent's name on my notes, but um, uh, yeah, she oh. said I ain't doing no three minutes. <laughs> yeah, she got good. a commercial break yeah. and everything. Of all the AW women's matches I've seen on Dynamite, uh, that was one one of the top ones. There's usually uh, there's usually a few botches uh, in, in every AW show, and usually it's in the women's matches, at least a good portion of them. And uh, this one was uh, Chris. It was solid. It was solid. Well, Sabrina yeah. D's been wrestling for about 15 years, they said. And, and, and they probably <laughs> wrestled 
yeah. and they probably wrestled each other a bunch of times too. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe after this, I'll like see her cage match and see uh, where she's been. But stellar match, like it got a commercial break, and the match was still going. <laughs> um, Shopping. <laughs> I, I was very surprised when uh, Jim Ross said, we're going to go into a commercial break, and the match didn't end. <laughs> so I thought this was really good. Um, Hikaru Shida, um, watch your ass, man. Because yeah. Thund- Thunder Rosa is a phenomenal wrestler. I think Thunder Rosa is, like, really hot right now. I mean, mm-hmm. Shida, I mean, it's not her fault. It's the fucking booking that sucks of ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> momentum a little bit and and I think Thunder Rose is gonna come for that title and she might actually win it. And I'm, I think, I think it would I'm be hoping good for that. AEW, you know? Like mm-hmm. she does really good but they're not giving her justice. They're really not doing anything with her and what well, else is there? that's AEW. <laughs> yeah as far as like ever since she's really won the title she's been very vocal about wanting more challengers wanting more women's mm-hmm. matches or just opponents general. And the last match that she had was, well, the last match that I really remember was her versus Diamante and she beat her in like, I guess like seven minutes. And I was just like, well, you just lost the challenger for the pay-per-view, you know, yeah. like you already beat her. So since then she's just been in the crowd just watching and I was just like, you have to do way more than that. They didn't even put her in the tag team uh, women's tournament. They didn't even give her a partner. Yeah, I see. Like, that's what I don't understand is, like, who do they want? I, I don't even know how to phrase it because it doesn't even make sense in my head. Like, who do they want being singles or, like, in t- – because they're not, like, really sticking to the tag teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like they're supposed to be, like, this big tag team TV show – and the women's tag teams is like it barely comes up. They didn't even that didn't even make the TV. <laughs> they don't mention. The, they don't. The, the finals didn't even show like you know get a spot on the show. It, it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you're a, a women's wrestler or a fan of the, the women's wrestling. You know, like mm-hmm. you're literally told like you do not belong on our TV show. Like you can be on our YouTube channel, but you're not going <laughs> to. You could you could be on our YouTube channel, but not on our YouTube like. The YouTube show that is constantly referenced on the show, yeah, um, which just, is like insane to me. So unorganized, you know, and like I, I'm really disappointed in Brandy because she's supposed to be some <laughs> chief officer of whatever, and all she does is, you know, kind of like look at me in my little action figure. Like, congrats, maybe you got an action figure because you're married. Hakar, yeah, Hakar Shida didn't get one. Diamante, maybe not a million other women, but there's other women who deserve an action figure but with that aside that's like so petty you know like she got an action figure before Britt baker and i think that's insane like it makes it doesn't make sense and also like brandy's position the way she sells herself does not match up with what she's actually doing she 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 she, she got Mm -hmm. an action figure because she was the first woman figure in the aw when when the whole signing and yeah started there was no other woman. She was the woman figure. Britt Baker, although was signed, she only came to prominence afterwards. Yeah, but and I think that she is probably one of the biggest, uh, biggest women on the AEW show. Like she's sure. con- constantly on promotion. Um, when TNT was running the ad break, she's in it. 
no other women's in it. Mm. And and I think she, she she grew on me definitely like over time. Yes. Like I thought she was super cringy. She's a very green wrestler, you know. Like she's not ex- exactly like amazing. Yeah, I definitely think she's getting better. She's funny. Like she makes me laugh my ass off. Genuinely, like she's ridiculous and it's captivating. <laughs> you know, like it's ten times more interesting than Brandy and uh, oh my god, what's Allie, Allie, Allie. <laughs> Like what's going on there, you guys? Britt Baker, Britt Baker is is pretty much in AEW anyway. The, the female MJF. Totally, yeah. she has a in weeks, and she's ten times more relevant than most of the other women. Yeah, she she's been in a wheelchair, and she's still constantly featured on the show. She's featured on the show way more than Brandy is, but she got the she got the action figure first, and I think it's very weird. But speaking of Britt Baker, she's in a very weird segment following the Thunderosa match. <laughs> um, Big Swole uh, is doing an interview with Tony Schiavone. I do not know why he has an earring on. <laughs> I think it's I think it's so weird who put that on him. But she ba- uh, Big Swole issues a challenge, a tooth and nail match. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what that is. But Big Swole says, I'm coming to your job. So if this is a brawl, inside a dentist's office that'll be amazing i'm all for it <laughs> and then uh reba comes out or reba because nobody knows how to say her name yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> comes out with the pizza that was, then, so weird. that was so weird and then Britt baker hits her with the crutch and they just beat on her for a good 45 seconds and then it was over <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't like that pizza stuff. It reminds me of the Roman Reigns dog food stuff. Like, <laughs> we really don't need that. <laughs> I, I I just thought it was so weird because like nobody looks like her, so she's just like pizza delivery. I didn't order a pizza. Like, what are we doing here? Is this the eighties? <laughs> so weird. But I like it. Yeah, she's. It's- uh, I think I think she works well in uh, doing the comedy stuff with um Britt Baker. Yeah. If if the tooth and nail match is like a pre-taped dentist office match, I'll forgive it for <laughs> not being on the main card. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, yeah. I have uh, what do you call it when you want to fight someone? AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> handing out face at the AEW. I mean, they're letting fans in, which I feel like is insane. But hey, man, just hop, just hop the hop the barricade. We're gonna stop yeah. you. I don't see any security. <laughs> Definitely don't want to be in Florida right now. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, but to end the show, for some reason, we have John Moxley versus MJF's lawyer for TV time remaining. And I was just looking at the clock, wondering when this was going to end. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Max I like, Sterling, I like I believe. The, the campy aspect of that. Like, you're going to fight my lawyer. Like, like I love <laughs> W stuff because it's kind of silly and campy and very, like, circusy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how necessary that was. <laughs> <laughs> I Could have been tightened up, is what I think. Could have not happened. <laughs> But I think MJF is a very 
well, I think he's a slimy person, but how I probably would have visioned this was maybe MJF just runs the interference like in two minutes in. So we don't really have to see MJF's loyal uh, lawyer figure out how to wrestle, like just get it out of there. But it would have seemed like MJF is saving his skin. So I understand with letting him take the the whole paradigm shift and all that. That's very but, MJF, though, you know, like, let mm-hmm. the boy beat up. Yeah, and com- coming out much later when uh, the match was all over, um, blood. MJF said, uh, you want violence, you got it. I didn't get enough violence. I w- let me see a light tube. Let me see a chair. Let uh, me see a kendo stick. Let's see it, buddy. The The little ring. Didn't really do it for me. <laughs> yeah, well, it, 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 we were talking about that, how, you know, he's supposed to be, it, they're supposed to be softening him up for next week's match, mm-hmm. and they really didn't soften him up that much. Yeah. Like, so it was like, it was really he bled a little bit. Match, maybe, you know. Yeah, so, he bled a little bit, and that was like it, but that ends the show. Um, MGF wipes Moxley's blood on his face, which, hey, man. <laughs> You don't want to do that during this time, yeah. but um. <laughs> but also, it's not MJF. MJF uh, thinks the dude is scum. Thinks he he's he's below him. So why would he mm-hmm. put his blood on him? You know, I. I he's very I, out of character. Yeah, very out of character. I, I, I didn't. Oh, I, I never. I, I never would have seen him like that. I, I understood why he did it. You know, to look like he's he's next level. He's going to kill him. But it, <laughs> it, 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 it was too short thinking. Like. Because over a long period, you mean this this is a piece of garbage, you would leave him there and maybe spit on him. But you definitely wouldn't wipe <laughs> his blood off his face, what, what I liked a lot about the one the one thing I liked a lot about the segment was MJF's attire. Like the white beater with the suit pants looked very mafia-ish. So oh, yeah. if you would if you would have just got blood on the uh on the tank in the pants, that would have been fi- that would have been good enough for me. That would have been fine for me, yeah. I, yeah. I guarantee that if WWE had to run that segment, uh, there's no way he would have wiped the blood on. on, on. <laughs> no uh, like, yeah, it probably would have just been blood on the suit pants and stuff like that, or no blood I, at all, and that would have been fine. No blood at all, but yeah. <laughs> but okay, we're going to uh, get to the all-out card. We're going to uh, start giving out our predictions. Um, Brody Lee and Pals versus... Scorpio Sky. Yeah, I'm trying to remember off the top of the head because I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, Scorpio yeah. Sky, Dustin, QT Marshall, yeah. and there's a fourth person that I am forgetting. I feel like they, they, that's how irrelevant that group is. It's so relevant. I feel like if, if Dark Order loses that, it doesn't need, need yeah. Anything. Unless there's some sort of big angle coming, there's a big screw job at the end. If just a straight mm-hmm. up Dark oh. It's Matt Cardona, uh, formerly known as Zack Ryder. Uh, Foolish of me to forget Zack Ryder. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the guys, I like a good tan. That I don't know if he sticks out too much in the AW, but that tan is just too much. He looks ridiculous. He's huge, but that's it. (laughs) It it, it might, it might, uh, his tan might fit in more in WWE, and AW's tan's way too much. And I mean, his uh, his his leg sling blade move, whatever you call it, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, I I don't even know. 
to, to me, he's, he's just a straight up WWE guy. Uh, boring, you know. He he could ha- be, having his fun, getting getting his check. But yeah. I, I think we all agree, Dark Order takes it. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. The fact um, remember Matt Cardona was in that. <laughs> all you need to know about that tag team. Yeah, very, very uh, pieced together, uh, poorly put together, but totally. got to put Brody Lee on the card, I guess. But um, yeah. Britt Brit Baker sure. versus Big Soul. Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, you know, you know what? It, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be visiting. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, my fault. But uh, Britt Baker versus Big Swole in a tooth and nail match. Uh, Britt Baker needs it. Yeah, I want to see Britt Baker win. She's been off for too long. She's been really building herself up in her promos, making me laugh. I'd like to see her take that win. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if, you know, it's, as a dentist, it's a it's a tooth match. You, you have <laughs> to her. I mean, that's that's her thing. I mean, unless they really want to push Big Swole as the next thing, but you know. they drop they dropped the ball on that already. Yeah. <laughs> when she she finally comes back, um, after I don't know just some time, but it, it was like I guess uh, COVID was still like a really big thing, but still is. But uh, she comes back, her big return. She loses to Nyla Rose, and they get suspended. Yeah, you you blew it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, definitely. Britt Baker needs to uh, take it in, uh, take the win, and then just rise up to another number one contendership. Um, hopefully, against Sakara Shida or Thunder Rosa, we'll take our picks in a second. But um, Jungle Express versus the Young Bucks. I don't think Jungle Express needs a win at all. Nope, I think it's the Young Bucks all the way. <laughs> And, and, and if they happen to lose, it'll just be adding the storyline to be something there with it, you know. But I'm pretty sure the Bucks will win because they they mean business. <laughs> um, I just I just don't see uh, I just don't see Jungle Express doing anything here. <laughs> no. uh, they're fun to watch, but there's just nothing happening right now for them. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's very unfortunate because I said the same thing about two months ago, and it's still true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it seems like they they put some spotlight on certain teams every now and then, but it looks like mm-hmm. Jungle Express is just like they're doing good, and they're just kind of sticking on that line. They're not going up, they're not going down. They're just right there, you know, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I I view, you know, they had high hopes for Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. and sure he's a young talent i think he uh i think you know he'll be fantastic in the future but uh right now they just have him in the slot of you need a championship max six week so you're gonna wrestle jungle boy <laughs> you know like we need a match on the show against a champion get on the show and it happened with Jericho. It happened with Cody. I don't think it happened with Moxley yet, but it might eventually happen with Brody Lee, where Jungle Boy is just there to just get his head chopped off. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, look good in the process. But hopefully, he, you know, exceeds past that in the future. And I said that two months ago, and it's still not true. You want to be career ahead of him. It's just, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long time. Yeah, um, Jeff Hardy, uh, not Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Um, loser leaves AEW, I believe that's 
what the stipulation is. Oh, is it? Yes. Sammy. Yeah. Um, I don't think Sammy Guevara is anything special, to be honest. He hasn't done anything to impress me very much. I, I don't either. Loser leaves AEW? I believe so. Yeah. Let me go on the website real quick. I think it might be because that spot that Matt took not too long ago um, that just left his head bloody yeah. might have been a little too much. But yeah. I believe that's what the broken rules uh, match entails, that it will be a um, loser leaves AEW. Wow. But where is the all-out card? Yeah. I like Matt I, Hardy way more than Sammy Guevara. Matt Hardy's ten times more interesting. Yeah, but Matt Matt Hardy's older, and I mean, yeah. he, I'm not sure if he wants to stick around forever either. And it, it, he does have a family, you know. That's he, he, he. It doesn't mean he can't True. come back because mm -hmm. this version of Matt Hardy will be reinvented. <laughs> another another incarnation will come back. True, know? true. But he's really going to come back all he wants. Okay. Um, AEW website won't tell me what the broken rules match entails. Um, funny names, but or like cool names, but doesn't tell you what the match actually is. Um, There's something think, very AEW about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sammy Guevara, just younger. I just think an AEW younger talent needs to win over these so old guys. Um, I I I, I can't right. necessarily say I like Matt Hardy more than I like Sammy Guevara, but I think Sammy Guevara needs to take it, whatever this match is. <laughs> All, right. All right, it's Sammy. Um, we have the Mimosa Mayhem match, which I, I know the rules for this one. <laughs> Jericho versus this is Jericho uh, in Orange Cassidy three, and. Winner is pinfall, submission, or throw your opponent into a vat of mimosa. Yeah, I, I think Orange is going to win it by pushing Jericho into the vat. Absolutely. <laughs> amazing. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, Jericho gets flack, you know, the stadium stampede, and now the... Mm -hmm. I just think it's fantastic. I love gimmick matches. They're so ridiculous. Yes. I think I think AEW gimmick matches are some of the best stuff. Um, I like the stadium stampede a lot. Um, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was silly. It was dumb. That's all I need from pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the line over, you know, the, the painting line over Jericho, it was like the most <laughs> yeah. cartoon, amazing, stupid thing I've pretty much ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Orange Cassidy being one of the few like new talents in AEW or like rising stars in AEW to pin Jericho. Yeah. So this is basically their rubber match. And I think Orange Cassidy just needs to take this to just soar into new heights. Yeah. I don't know what those new heights are. Yeah. But I'm very unsure, but it needs to be that. Jericho doesn't need to win, you know, at yeah. all. Doesn't. Yeah. But Orange Cassidy would do wonders for his career. Already, it's done wonders for his career. I mean, uh -huh. he's so old with tons of people. You know, uh, it's great. Anyway. I, I think this. I think this feud that Orange Cassidy is having with Jericho, like, it, yes, it is working wonders, and this is working way better than the Jericho feud with Jungle Boy, where oh. it was just like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, and it was just like, you probably can't beat me in ten minutes, and. 
whatever the hell that was. And then it kind of just ended. Yeah, then, they're, they're both gimmicky kind of guys. <laughs> you know, like Jericho and his Le Champion. Cassidy mm-hmm. and his absolutely nothing. Like the way the, <laughs> those two forces, when they come together, it's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think this is uh, working really well. Everybody loves Orange Cassidy. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Um, everybody says that the joke is going to get old soon. It hasn't yet. It has not. <laughs> so yeah, Orange Cassidy takes it. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Hikaru Shida, AEW Women's Championship match. Could go either way. I think it would be more interesting if Thunder Rosa won. Mm-hmm. But her, her, uh, it, her, her, her like belt's not on the line. So it, it, it isn't a championship versus championship match. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't think she'll win. Who Thunder Rosa? Yeah, I don't think so. Aww. I think I, th- I think she I don't I don't think she will either because since all a lot of the, a lot of promotions are coming back NWA power might come back and I don't know if they're going to schedule anything to have Thunder Rosa show up on both shows but I need Thunder Rosa to take it <laughs> she shows she's a boss by having a match that. longer than five minutes on TV. Uh, final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Thunder Rosa final answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not Thunder Rosa. Not for you guys. <laughs> two, two, one on Thunder Rosa. We, at least we finally disagreed on something. <laughs> um, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus FTR for the tag team titles. How are y'all feeling? You never know when it's going to break. You know, it's going to break eventually, and this it's it, it's super believable if if they break now against FTR. You know, because. Mm-hmm. The temperature is rising, and it's been slowly burning for a while. I think this is it. How long are you going to burn for? You know, I, I, I'm curious. That's the one. That's the one that, in all in all sense, like in WWE, it would totally be FTR that would win for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. They might burn it more. You know, they might go longer. I would like that. I Me think FTR is going to take it just because of how wrestling works. Yeah. But I would prefer Hangman and Adam yeah, keep the and, belt. And, and I, I'm always, yeah, I'm right. always a long-running champion, especially mm-hmm. if, if one gets a bit a bit healer. Uh, like you know, I've always appreciated really long-running champions, and this is a perfect opportunity. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they didn't with the heavyweight title. Uh, they pretty much, they got, got off Jericho pretty quickly. I, I would I would prefer Jer- Jericho still had it today, but he doesn't need it. But so so uh, because AEW is that the tag team wrestling, you know, uh, I think it's important that they they hang on those belts a little longer. Totally, and I don't I don't think it's getting old, you know. Like I like I'm not mm-hmm. tired of the storyline. Like switch champs already. Yeah, I think they could go a little longer. I mean, we've been enjoying it up till now, you know. Yeah. And, I and, and there's so many ways it could go, you know, with the Bucks there, uh, you know, the elites. They, uh, Hangman Payne is, isn't that he got officially kicked out of the elite, whatever. You know, they could come and maybe do, try to do something, but it like, could backfire. You never know. There's just so many dynamics. It's we, so juicy, the drama. It's so juicy. And we're, we're, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, there's so many ways it could, it could go because of the slow burn stuff that uh, it's honestly unpredictable. And the wrestling's yeah. good. And the wrestling's good, yeah. Yes, uh, Hangman and Kenny uh, exceeded my expectations as like oh, a tag team. I didn't think uh, they would mesh this uh, this well together. But 
I'm going to go with FTR. Uh, I'm sorry. I do. I do agree with the slow burn and I'm not tired of the story either, but I kind of want my instant gratification for FTR to have this title, but the story doesn't have to end once they win. Yeah, no doubt. Or once they lose the belt. So I'm still going to go with FTR and the story continues. Um, let Hangman, let Hangman and Kenny lose it. Just go batshit insane. Um, I, I put the idea into the universe of Kenny just absolutely losing his shit and joining the Dark Order. Oh, that would uh, be so cool. <laughs> like, but it, it, it seems that it's kind of like, because I thought that Hangman... I, I, I feel more like Hangman would join the Dark Order. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, cool. that's why it would be funny if Kenny would do it. <laughs> but I thought that Kenny would get abandoned by Hangman Page to, mm. you know, align himself with FTR, like, or just like hang out with them more. But it seems like Hangman is just getting himself like isolated out. Mm. So maybe when he's like down and out, you know, probably rack up some losses. Wins and losses don't really matter. Um, rack up some losses, and then he gets approached by Brody Lee. Or, you know, like a Coca Cabana or something. And you'd be like, hey, man, turn this shit around. You know? Could happen. Could be that could be something. But Kenny Omega, like him stepping away from, you know, hanging out with the Young Bucks all the damn time. Um, him feeling alone because he doesn't drink alcohol. That's where I thought that Kenny might felt like he was isolated away from uh, Hangman Page and might join the Dark Order. But, um... Now I want either one of these boys to join them. <laughs> yeah, was, it's like that's how you know it's a good story. That like no matter which way it goes, it could be pretty darn enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think that this story is probably the most compelling to me on the AEW uh, show. But now we're gonna get to the this main event. Hopefully, should be uh, Moxley versus MJF for the AEW Championship. Where are we? MJF? Um, no. You know, I, I would say, because uh, again, I like I like champions to reign forever. I'm not a huge Moxie fan, but I'd like him to hold on to it longer. But I, I and J, MJF is still pretty damn young. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to be to be the face of their company so fast. You know, it's stranger things have happened, but mm-hmm. I, I pretty hard, uh, a pretty pretty hard sell. I. On on Twitter, just on the internet, I see a lot of people like say that you know just throw it on the belt and see if they sink or swim, you know. And when it really comes down to that, they don't want to see it. I don't want. Well, my thing with Moxley losing it is where does he go after? Yeah, yeah. That that's my problem because like if MJF takes it, you know, the sky's the limit with that, you know. But moxley loses i don't see him going down to the mid card wrestling you know luchasaurus or you know dark order guys anymore that's not a problem but i just don't see it for him you know so that's why i'm gonna go with john moxley here because i just don't see what you do with him going forward yeah i think that's the problem with moxley from the beginning is that like without the belt not that he's irrelevant but it's hard to place that guy Mm-hmm. 
Like I, I when I think about it, like I have no idea what to do with John Moxley. I would say he holds the the belt for a, a little longer. I don't but know like, that. Where does he go? Either way. Like I, I, I like this like, campaign that MJF is on. I think he's really selling it really well. But mm-hmm. um, to to take the title off Moxley right now, I don't think I don't want to say like he doesn't deserve it, but it's like not necessary at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree as well. And until they like kind of like flesh out the mid card a little more, mm-hmm. I get, like I can't vision an AEW without Moxley right now. So I don't see Moxley like forming a tag team or like going for tag team belts or no, you know going for the TNT team. championship so I'm just the future is uncertain with MJF winning although I do think he is probably one of the like one of the stars that AEW sort of birthed even though uh, I know a lot of people were a big fan of his stuff on the independence the only thing I've seen of him on the independence was uh, Joey Janela Spring Break 2 during the clusterfuck battle royale and <laughs> that that is not an impression <laughs> that doesn't re- that didn't really leave a good impression yeah. on me but um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with john moxley here john moxley final answer all right sorry mjf maybe tnt championship in your future uh i mean why the fuck not yeah uh, well i can see that yeah, um, we went over time, so I'm gonna kind of like blitz through NXT real quick. Thank you for having us on. This was a great pleasure. I'm always down for some AEW talk. I'm always down to talk some shit about the women's division because I love mm-hmm. it. So thank you very much, Cyrus. Thank you to everyone that listened, and hopefully we can do this again. All right, no problem. Thanks for no, no. Uh, it, it was it was a f- pleasure pleasure talking with you, brother. Uh, if if you want to follow me on Green Phantom five one four on Instagram, uh, go for it, uh, or Twitter or Facebook. Nice talking to you, brother. Get with the green. New NXT champ. Who is the champion? That's what we're going to do. Next week, on NXT Super Tuesday 2, you two will face each other one-on-one in this ring. And it will be one full to the finish. Yes. And then the winner will be the new NXT champion. Now that's Sunday. Okay, my guest had to go. So we're going to cover some of uh, NXT real quick. Uh, it's quite late into the night. But starting out NXT, uh, we have Brizongo versus Isaiah Surf Scott versus uh, Elgato Del Fantasma in a street fight. Ended pretty well. Isaiah Surf Scott gets the win along with Brizongo since they are the new tag team. Didn't really see them losing. Um, I'm unsure where they go with Isaiah Surf Scott going forward with. Uh, with Santo Escobar, I don't necessarily see him taking the. Uh, I don't really see him taking the cruiserweight championship away from him. But I'm really unsure what they do with him going forward. So it's very uncertain for him. We get a video package with Tegan Knox just talking a little bit about Candice LeRae, and then leading up into a match with Candice LeRae versus Casey Cananzaro, which she gets to win. NXT sorely needs to get 
some more enhancement talent because just <laughs> they just uh casey cannons i i've seen her get beat so many times in the past few months like it just my brain turns off when i hear the theme maybe they maybe they could have did uh santana garrett or something because she's much taller than candace array and they could have like flipped that a little bit into the match and then uh, after the match, Candice Array basically says that she wants to link up with uh, with Tegan Knox and just have a talk at her house. Very, very scared for Tegan Knox. Uh, maybe a very dangerous predicament for her to just. It's a very slow burning feud. So when the next NXT takeover is announced, maybe they'll be. Uh, Maybe they'll like speed it up a bit and then we could get a little more face-offs, probably uh, a brawl segment between them and then probably some more stuff going forward before the uh, the takeover. Now we have, after that, we have Timothy Thatcher versus Bronson Reed. And I think it's very weird that Bronson Reed lost here, but I understand why. Um, the interference from Austin Theory and Tim Thatcher still having a match against Damian Priest for the North American Championship that hasn't been scheduled yet. Uh, I think it may be happening on one of these Super Tuesdays. It's a very breezy episode for NXT because they have a hour-long four-way match happening here. And I saw the spoilers and it didn't bother me too much. Everybody else was a little gloomy and worried about the results of the match, but I think the match exceeded expectations. Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole, they all delivered. I think NXT did some good sort of like course correcting here with kind of just putting people that they trusted with the title before to just go out there and have a barn burner. Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole... And Johnny Gargano, they all had 45, you know, damn near hour-long matches regardless. Uh, Finn Balor, (laughs) not so much. But he held his own in this match. And the finish that everybody's so upset about, I think it is very smart for them to do a 2-2 and 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 1-1 finish. It's not necessarily a tie where nobody got a second pinfall which is what i was worried about at the start when i heard it was a tiebreaker i just when i initially heard it i just thought oh they're probably just like prolonging prolonging it it makes sense here well like it makes sense once you see it so spoilers wrestling spoilers not all that great um So next week on the next Super Tuesday, we're going to be getting Adam Cole and Finn Balor next week. My prediction stays the same. I think Finn Balor should definitely take it. Adam Cole has a lot of unresolved issues, I feel. And as his NXT curtain call, I think after losing to Finn Balor, maybe some disruption with the Undisputed Era begins because we haven't really seen them interact since the Pat McAfee thing where Adam Cole more or less distracted Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish enough to lose their tag team match against Imperium. So maybe that is something that they want to, you know, 
start that story after the Super Tuesday match that happens, or maybe Finn Balor doesn't get a super clean finish and the the Undisputed Era plays a part and probably distracts him and uh, causes uh, Adam Cole the match for, you know, gotcha back and shit like that. Um, That is NXT's episode. All I know for next week is that Finn Balor and Adam Cole is going to be next week. So I think we will have a lot more than just four matches uh, on the show this week. And we're going to get into last rights. Last rights. Didn't get to read them last week because we went over time. We went over time again, but I'm just going to skim through and read some of these. So some of these are from last week. And Seth Superkick send in two. Great supporter of the show. Thank you for sending in. And reading this, it is a very long and lengthy one. He knows it. <laughs> but um, basically, TakeOver 30 was a stellar show for him. He says that Io Shirai and Dakota Kai was a slapper. I sort of disagree there, but I agree with everything else. I did think the, the latter match was fantastic. Uh, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee just stole the show, like exceeded my expectations. Uh, Finn Balor and Tim Thatcher was really nice, but oddly paced. And the Brizongo match was whatever. It was on the pre-show, so it is what it is. Uh, Keith Lee's reign. Yeah, it's sad to see him go, but look look at the amazing stuff he's doing when he leaves. You know, uh, doing amazing stuff on the main roster, getting a win on Randy Orton on Sunday, and just really good stuff. And him talking about the NXT episode that week, uh, has no idea what to do with Mia Yim and Shotzi Blackheart. That match, I I think that Mia Yim is on her way out. Me and Chris said it on the last episode. Um, couldn't wait for Super Tuesday, and surely probably can't wait for the next Super Tuesday. And I'm going to read his other message from this week's episode of uh, NXT. The street fight furthered two storylines. I do agree. I don't think Santano Escobar and uh, – well, I don't think Isaiah Swerve Scott is going to take it off Santel Escobar, so there's no worrying about that. But uh, maybe we start getting uh, – Elgato Del Fantasma versus uh, Brizongo in the future. I don't know how they would like want to work that, but probably just jump him in the parking lot and then you know that could spark whatever feud. You know how NXT goes. Um, Seth agrees here that it is a very slow burn approach with uh, Candice LeRae and the Tegan Knox feud where they didn't even have a face off yet, and we might see something. Uh, we might see something next week on Super Tuesday, probably just like Candice LeRae showing up, uh, uh, no, Tegan Knox showing up and possibly fighting in the house. Like, shit, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I'm i not a big fan of Bronson Reed being stuck in a feud with Austin Theory either. I think he is past that. <laughs> but since Dexter Loomis is out, somebody has to sub in. Uh it sucks that it couldn't be somebody like Kushida or something because Kushida does work well with bigger guys, but it's Austin Theory here. Or uh, or a Cameron Grimes with uh, Bronson Reed, but uh, we, we got Austin Theory here. 
Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley in the steel cage match next week. I alluded to it uh, last week. I think there's going to be shenanigans in this because NXT loves the steel cage matches, but steel cages never really truly stopped any interference. Um, back to even Ty Dillinger versus Eric Young when Cassius Ono, Ruby Riot, Roger Strong all came to his aid against Sanity and all that sort of stuff. Um, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, where Tegan Knox was about to win, but Raquel just like <laughs> traps her between the steel, uh, the door, and the cage itself. So I do see some Robert Stone shenanigans, some Aaliyah shenanigans. So Rhea Ripley might be eating a loss here. I hope not, but whatever keeps her away from the title as long as possible. Uh, surely that's what NXT is thinking. Just reading the last message here. This is quite a lengthy one. Let me get a quick read. Yeah, uh, agreeing with the the four-way just being a good hook into next week, like setting up for something. I know people wanted the instant gratification of just having the match have a definitive winner. And then we just move forward after that. But, you know, when you lose somebody like Karrion Cross, who they, you know, probably built months and months and months around so they probably have to like draw this out as long as possible while they like write something on the fly you know (laughs) it's hard it's hard to have a backup plan and like truly make it all make sense but they're gonna make it work and people people will eventually forget about the draw finish when finn balor wins and probably has a long lengthy reign and has all sorts of great matches, uh, takeover matches in the future. And what I think would be really interesting with Finn Balor taking it is the old guard of NXT being like sort of like the toughest guys to get a second reign with people like Samoa Joe and Nakamura and Finn Balor, like them being able to get two championship reigns while the, the new guys can't. I think sort of interesting in a sense. And this is another submission from DJ Larry, but this one is from last week. Surprised by uh, Cody getting wa- uh, washed by uh, Brody Lee, and I agree as well. I didn't expect him to do that as well. Um, I'm not too upset with Brandy Rhodes coming out and doing the thing because it's going to lead into uh, and Anna Jay doing something, and I think that's fantastic. I think it's unfortunate that it has to be with Brandy Rhodes, but Anna Jay doing something is okay with me. I think she's a phenomenal uh, talent on AEW. Lucha, yeah, Lucha Brothers getting hoed in tag team and single competition is crazy. I don't know what they plan on doing with Lucha Bros, Butcher and Blade, and Eddie Kingston, but I don't think they can do anything good. <laughs> and just to wrap it up here, he... DJ Larry, uh, this being from last week, but sending his predictions for uh, All Out, he hopes that uh, Moxley jobs out Miz's spoiled baby brother. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, yeah, that I, I think that's pretty much the sentiment. You heard it with me, Erica, and the Green, uh, Green Phantom. I don't think MJF is going to take it because I don't know where Moxley is possibly going to go in the future. And Priest, uh, Priest and Thatcher is going to be heat. 
whenever that happens, because I don't think it's, uh, I still haven't seen the tweet where it's scheduled yet, but I do think it's going to be a barn burner as well. Should be something. I don't know how long the Super Tuesday is going to run for, but if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen next week, maybe the Tuesday after that. Uh, Cause I don't really know how long they can hold this out for, <laughs> but that's it for the war report this week. I've never done a podcast alone like this before. So this is very awkward for myself, <laughs> but um, we have a new episode of the a show 150. Very proud of those guys, uh, Justin and Mio's doing 150 episodes. Hopefully we'll get there. I'm pretty sure I even have the wrong episode number on this StreamYard recording, but I'm glad to be on the show with them saying all wild predictions that come true. Um, starting all the way back to when I said Rob Van Dam is going to show up in 2019, but shout out to those guys. Uh, we also have a new episode of the writer's room with Armand and gang. And they talk about what happens if Shawn Michaels never broke his back. I wasn't watching wrestling around that time, but Meals did say something interesting on the podcast uh, about if Shawn Michaels never broke his back, he never opened the wrestling school, and he never trains Daniel Bryan. And in a world where Daniel Bryan isn't trained properly, or he is possibly some different form of wrestler, doesn't sit right with me. So I think it is A-OK in the world with Shawn Michaels breaking his back. A back injury ain't nothing. I've been through two spinal surgeries. It ain't that bad. Look at Shawn Michaels now. Sort of looks both ways, but it ain't all that bad. But thank you for listening to the A Show. <laughs> Not the A Show. Um, the War Report. This is extremely awkward for me to do this alone. Thanks for bearing with me. And come back next week, next Super Tuesday. I have so much editing to do.